Hey everyone, welcome to Scribe Book School, where you're gonna learn everything you need to know about how to write, publish, and market your book. Do you like it when people try to blatantly sell you something, especially when you're not interested? Of course not, we all hate that. So why is it that so many authors forget this universal truth and then try to use their book to pitch their product or service? It's obnoxious, it's annoying, and worst of all, it's totally ineffective. It doesn't work. No matter what your book is asking readers to do next, especially if you'd like them to buy your products or services, it's critical that the content of your book not only doesn't sell, but rather educates and informs instead. In this video, I'm going to explain the difference between editorial content and advertorial content. I'm also going to tell you which one is better for your book and why. So let's start with what is editorial content? Editorial content is any content that's designed to inform, educate, or entertain. It provides readers with data about a topic or it explains something to them. At the core, editorial content is about providing value to the reader. It is not designed to sell. It's not designed to drive conversions. It's designed to demonstrate your knowledge, your expertise, and authority in a given field. And, of course, that kind of content can make you money indirectly. You're giving readers information that they can use, which earns their trust. And in the long run, it will drive more sales to you than overt selling. That's what writing a nonfiction book is really all about. When readers see you as a credible expert, it raises your visibility, it helps you reach new clients, and it multiplies new opportunities like speaking gigs. A great example is Will Leach's book, Marketing to Mind States. It opened up revenue streams that Will had never even considered. Shortly after the book's publication, he earned $40,000 from a single client and landed a speaking gig with Merck. Over the course of the next six months, Will made $400,000. If you've read Will's book, you'll never see a sales pitch for his company, Triggerpoint. In fact, he barely mentions it. Instead, he gives readers actionable advice about how to use psychology to improve their marketing messaging. He positioned himself as an expert with valuable things to say, and readers recognize that value immediately. Now, what is advertorial content? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a mixture of advertising and editorial content. And to be more specific, it's advertising that's designed to look like editorial content. It's sneakier than a traditional ad. Readers might read an entire article and think that's objective, when in fact it was created by a PR company or it was designed as part of a marketing campaign. The difference between advertorial and editorial content is easier to see in the context of a magazine. You've probably seen ads that look like a regular magazine article at first glance, right? Like when you're reading an in-flight magazine, for instance. But when you look closely, it says paid promotion or branded content. That's a print ad that's masquerading around as a feature article. In a book, that line gets a lot blurrier, but it's not necessarily because the author is being shady. Let's be honest, the reason you're publishing a book is probably because you're hoping people will buy your product or services. 
And that can make it difficult to draw the line between the author and the advertiser. Advertorial content happens when the advertiser part takes over. Here's an example. Let's say the owner of a nutritional supplement company decides to write a book called Eight Ways to Live a Healthier Life. A reader might assume they're going to find tips about exercise, diet, time management, etc. And then when they start reading, they find eight chapters dedicated to the supplements that they sell. If you want to sleep better, take our specially designed melatonin pill. That's advertorial content. Or here's another example. Let's say the owner of a chain of gyms writes a book called Crushing It, How Going to the Gym Can Eliminate Stress. When you actually read the book, the narrative focuses on how he decided to create his gym, what makes his gym so special, how the chain grew, how his gyms are changing people's lives worldwide. Even if there are some tips for eliminating stress in the book, that's not the main point of the book. The main point is telling readers how the author's brand came into being. That's advertorial. So if you're still having a hard time seeing the difference, just ask yourself this. Is the purpose of the book to sell my brand or is it to create value for my readers? If it's the former, your book is advertorial. And if it's the latter, it's editorial. So which is better for your book? Editorial content is always better. Always. Think of it from a reader's point of view. They just spent 10 to 20 bucks on your book and they're hoping for high quality content. They want you to help solve their problems and ease their pain. And now you're overtly asking them to spend even more money and you're not even giving them good advice? They won't like your book. Advertorial content is the worst way to accomplish your goal because readers feel taken advantage of. They don't trust you. They'll be pissed off and you will look bad. I'll give a personal example of this. There has been one time in my entire life of all the hundreds and hundreds of books that I've purchased that I've asked for a refund. And it was because it was advertorial content. I read it and I felt like I was being pitched on how great the company was rather than getting good advice from a marketing firm that I admired. And so I asked for a refund, straight up. I thought the book was terrible. And even though I admire this company, I still have resistance to buying any of their courses because of that bad first experience I had with their book. So here's the key thing to remember. Readers buy your book under the implicit contract that you're respecting their decision and giving them value for their investment of their time and money. When you push something on them, they feel as though you've betrayed their trust. Most of us have a pretty good BS meter. If we get a whiff of advertising, we get turned off. So why in the world would you expect anyone to spend money on advertising content when they can look at a banner ad for free? But with editorial content, readers can sense when you authentically want to help them. And if you do a great job in your book and you provide knowledge and information that benefits the reader, you've accomplished your most important goal. They'll respect you and they'll trust what you say and a percentage of those people will want to work with you. Those readers may come to you in the future, whether it's to book you as a speaker or hire you as a consultant or purchase your next book. They're also very likely to recommend your book to other people who will be interested in your ideas. The best way to accomplish your professional goals is by making your value clear to readers and providing information they can immediately put to use. How much should you give away in your book? 
This is really simple. Put as much of your knowledge as you can in your book. I'll say it again, without reservation, put as much of your knowledge in your book as possible. The reasons for doing this are twofold. Number one, you're writing your book for your readers. So if you actually care about serving them, you gotta give them knowledge. And number two is that even better, when you give them what you have, it usually helps you reach your goals. That's why it's so important to understand the editorial versus advertorial conversation. Editorial books build trust with their readers. How can you build trust if you don't show them what you know and how it can help them? Our book, The Scribe Method, is a great example of what I'm talking about. Scribe is a company that sells several different services to help people write books, in addition to other value-add creative services. However, at no point in our book does it push those services onto readers or even imply they need to buy them. In fact, they're only mentioned in passing to set up examples for teaching, sort of like I am right now. Plus, this book gives away every secret we have. You can follow the instructions and accomplish everything we do without us. Now, why would we do that as a company? Why would we give away the process that we sell? Why would we show our recipe? Well, there are several reasons. Number one, authority. If we're not willing to fully explain what we do, and if we can't show a reader what we know, why would anyone trust us or hire us? The scribe method is the best possible proof that we're good at our jobs. Number two, credibility. If we tried to sell our services to you, it would greatly diminish the credibility of the book, the information in it, and ourselves. If readers believe an author is only writing for their personal gain, they won't pay attention, nor should they. And number three, reputation. If we provide great information, readers respect us and they speak highly of us. That's the type of word of mouth marketing that is incredibly effective and it can't be bought, it can only be earned. Number four, client vetting. The scribe method shows potential clients how time consuming writing a book is and how valuable services like ours can be. The type of people who hire us do so because we're experts who provide high level book guidance and they want to save time. For that audience, the book sells us without ever really trying to. Number five, self-respect. Our services are expensive. Most people frankly can't afford them. So why sell to people who can't afford us? Well, we believe everyone with knowledge should write a book. That's the mission of our company, is to help everyone on earth write, publish, market, and own their book. And if we actually believe that, then how can we write a book that was anything less than everything somebody needs to write a good book? That would be intellectually dishonest. So those five reasons are the epitome of why editorial content is superior. You're letting the book and your expertise speak for itself. And that will bring in far more opportunities than a narrow-minded focus on sales. So earlier I asked you why Scribe would give away our method. Let me turn that question on its head. Why not? Why would we hold content back? Most authors only hold things back when they want readers to pay for it. It's an advertorial decision to omit information too. Readers pick up on it when you're vague or evasive. I can't tell you what to do with your book, but I invite you to take an editorial approach to your book. Put in your best knowledge. Don't try to sell people. Instead, let them come to you because your knowledge is useful. Not only is that the ethical thing to do, but it's what we found to be the most effective. And effective is what you should be aiming for with your book.
Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. If you found this episode valuable, then definitely check out our free online workshops at scribebookschool.com. During the workshop, we'll teach you our exact step-by-step process for how to write, publish, and market your book. It's totally free, and you can watch it right from the comfort of your home. Again, you can sign up at scribebookschool.com. And beyond that, you can support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned because we have a lot of good stuff coming on Scribe Book School. Scribe Book School.